Welcome to the Career Pivot Podcast. I'm Beck Sands and I help people pivot into careers or businesses that they love. This podcast is an interview series with people that have successfully pivoted their careers so that you can feel inspired to do the same. I believe that everyone deserves to do work that they love and to feel fulfilled, driven, and know that they are making a positive impact on the world. Now, let's get into the episode. Hi, it is Beck here. This is the first podcast I've done um, of this kind. So generally, I interview other women about their career pivots, but today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about mine uh, and how I went from a career a 12-year career in corporate communications, PR and marketing, uh, and working for some of the world's biggest brands to starting my own freelance coaching and consulting business, which I stepped into about two years ago full-time, and how I've managed to create a six-figure business and replace my corporate income. So this has been a fairly long journey, um, but I wanted to just give you a little bit of background about myself and then I'll tell you about my career pivot, including, um, and then some of the challenges that I faced starting out in business and growing my business, as well as some of the tactics and techniques that I've used to build my income consistently. So um, I did a degree in media, majoring in PR and journalism at Macquarie University. And I did some internships with some magazines, realized I didn't want to take the journalism route. And then I decided to go down the path of becoming a PR person. Um, So I worked in agency for about five years, working primarily in technology and property and a whole bunch of other kind of consumer brands as well. Um, And the agency side of it, I knew that I didn't want to do it forever. If anyone's worked in an agency, you know, it can be super fast paced, um, which is great because it is very much a learning curve. It can be quite a, you know, intense environment with lots of clients to manage. Um, You know, you're billing hourly, so you've got that time uh, management component as well as client management. And just, it really taught me tenacity and to be able to get results no matter what, um, which I have, which I now use in my business. And I'm going to talk about this throughout, but I really want to impress upon everyone that no matter what your background and no matter what your professional expertise and your skills are, um, if you're thinking about doing something else, those skills are never, ever wasted. So you are going to use whatever background and skills and professional expertise that you have in whatever it is that you do. So I use everything from my experience now, and it's really supported me in business. So don't ever think that any of your expertise is going to waste. So you really got kind of two options when it comes to being a a PR person, which is you can work in an agency where you've got many clients um, and it's all PR people or PR and, you know, creatives, Or you can work in-house in a corporation where you are often the only communications person um, and you're sort of driving the PR just for that one business. I ended up doing both, but five years into my agency career, I was like, I need to step back and just restock uh, and just think about what what it is that I want to do and work out how I wanted to move forward. 
So I started a blog. It was called Daily Inspiration Board and it was a lifestyle blog. And I had it for two years and I blogged every single day. And that was amazing because it taught me discipline. Essentially, it taught me the, you know, about consistency and it taught me about, you know, no matter what, sit down and do the work. And that um, didn't result in me being able to replace my income at all. (laughs) I mean, I earned a little bit of money from it, but it certainly wasn't uh, enough to replace my income and step out of a job. Uh, But it was awesome in the way that it opened me up to a whole new world that I'd never experienced and a whole new way of thinking. So I went to one highlight was uh, I went to the pro blogger conference, which my husband bought me a ticket for at some point. Um, this was probably about seven years ago. Um, and I met so many amazing people doing just creative things and really creating things from scratch. And that was my introduction then to the coaching community. So Essentially, I then went to a bunch of events where I met some really awesome women who were becoming life coaches. And I kind of was like, oh, I don't know if that's for me. What even is that? Um, (laughs) But I looked at um, the Beautiful You Coaching Academy course, which um, I'm now a certified coach for them. Um, And some of the women that I'd met were, were actually doing the course and they were like, it's so amazing. You know, it's such a great community of women. And one of my biggest goals at that point, if you like, was to, I guess, get um, myself surrounded by other like-minded people who wanted to do different things in the world and not just necessarily um, have a, you know, have a day job and they wanted to create things. So I, Um, yeah, loved surrounding myself with these women. And I thought, you know what, if I do this course, uh, even if I can't coach myself, like even if I can't, don't want to coach others, I can coach myself. And so I took the course. Um, I also took Marie Folio's B-School, which is an online, basically it's like an online business school and it teaches you the fundamentals of creating an online business um, and marketing it. And that was awesome as well. So the two combined helped me to then decide that what I wanted to do was to become a coach. So I had my blog still and I had it for two years and I got some really awesome like, you know, freebies and um, some, and I did make some money through some affiliate marketing. So like affiliate, you know, mentioning other brands in blogs or, or um, brands sponsoring my blog content. So, but I didn't want to, I didn't feel like that blog um, was going to become something that could replace my income because I really wanted it to remain authentic um, and really just support others. And, and, you know, it was what it was. It was to inspire every day because I had felt uninspired um, by my career at that point. So I really wanted to get inspired again and that, and I wanted to help others as well who might be in a similar position. Um, So when I started my coaching training, I decided to stop doing daily inspiration board because um, I was, as I was learning, um, I was starting to learn that hard lesson very quickly that you don't want to fragment your attention too much because you then, you know, if you're trying to catch two rabbits, you'll catch none as the saying goes. So I realized that I needed, you know, I already had a big full-time job. I I realized that I needed to 
step back from something and that something was, you know, was closing down the blog essentially so that I could focus on learning coaching and building that as a business, which I didn't decide to do until after I'd actually studied coaching, by the way. So meanwhile, um, when I stepped out of agency, I decided I needed more like a nine to five kind of uh, job rather than agency work, which can be long hours on weekends. So I kind of stepped back um, in my career and I went in-house uh, in property and I did some comms roles there and I ended up actually staying in property, um, PR and comms for seven years and all of the coaching and leadership experience that I had actually really helped me to build my career in PR and comms and I ended up kind of, you know, like building my own division within a company which gave me so many skills to be able to you know, start my own business and grow that now. Um, so again, those skills have really supported me in being able to, you know, build a successful business today. So when I started out as a coach, I was a career transformation coach for corporate women. Um, and I supported women with the first five years of their careers. So it was really, um, you know, I was kind of just working pro bono with other corporate women that I worked with and helping them to get promotions and working, you know, sitting with them and helping them to achieve their goals, which was really cool. And it gave me so much experience um, that I was able to then, uh, you know, like really refine and hone my offering and where I love to serve and, and support women. So I decided to become a side hustle coach, which was kind of like what I had been doing for the past few years. So ultimately I was building this business, including the blog for seven years on the side before I stepped into my own business in May uh, 2019 full-time. So I, yeah, so <laughs> there was certainly some challenges around that. And if you're someone who is currently building a business um, on the side of a big corporate job, I feel you because I really understand <laughs> how challenging it can be and how draining and it can um, it can be tough to maintain the motivation to keep going with your business when you're doing it after hours, um, even if you love it. Um, and so, and actually I might just give you one tip on that now, because it's something that I talk to my clients about a fair bit as well. And that tip is really just to create boundaries around your job, because if you're building something on the side, then you can't keep giving 150% in your corporate job, which I know that you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, because I know you're a high achiever. Um, but yeah, you can't just keep giving and giving and giving and then expect to have any energy left to build your own business on the side. So it's really about a shift in priorities. Um, and, you know, it's that's not to say that you don't deliver your corporate job well because, you you know, you still will by default because you will, you know, you will use those skills that you've been, you, that you've, you're developing um, to build your business and you will take that into your corporate role as well. And that will, that will definitely elevate you in terms of your performance. Um, but it is about, yeah, really creating those boundaries and kind of saying, you know, like, you know, you can't do the overtime all the time every day. And, you know, that you're going, you are going to carve out, you know, an hour lunch break so that you can actually get some fresh air, particularly if you're, you know, going into the office from nine to five, sitting at a desk all day and then going home and then sitting at your desk again for hours working on your business, um, which I know that, you know, <laughs> that's kind of something that you, you do have to do when you're building a business on the side. Um, 
And also like losing the guilt around if you're not constantly working on your business, because I think that's one thing that I kind of had a challenge with, certainly um, when I was in corporate and I, I just felt like I'd had, I should be working on my business all the time, you know, even when I was relaxing or spending time with friends or, or whatever it might be, I felt like, oh, I need to, you know, be, I need to be at the computer building, you know, this offering or what it might, whatever it might be. Um, once I kind of knew what I wanted to do, I knew that I really wanted to do the coaching business. Um, I didn't know if I'd succeed. I, you know, I think confidence comes as you do the work and as you take the steps, you don't feel hundred percent confident and then step fully into something. That's for sure. Um, it's, you know, it's the other way around. It's like, you feel a bit unsure, but you know, you want to do it. And then you take a step and then you know, you get a little bit of confidence and then you take another step and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, very rarely, particularly in a creative or business pursuit is the path fully laid out before you so that you can see clearly to the end. It's, it's very much like you might have a a vision of what you want your life and business to look like, but you have no idea what that looks or feels like in terms of actually coming to reality. And you might not even know anyone personally who has experienced like who has actually done it, who who has actually created what you want to create. And so it might feel so far away, but it's not. And all you need to do is just keep on taking one step at a time in the direction that really brings you joy. Because particularly if you're starting a business, there are challenges and you want to really enjoy and love what it is that you're doing so that you're anchored to it. So um, my advice would be never go for something just because of the money, because it's going to feel like a drain. Um, It's going to feel like like, you know, you're giving and giving and giving, and it's going to not feel energetically aligned for you. So the way to create that energetically aligned business is to really follow what you enjoy doing and where you enjoy serving and supporting others. Um, And the money does come from that space and it's much more enjoyable to create a business from that space. So some of the challenges um, that I faced were really the first biggest one was overcoming mindset blocks. Um, And you might be like, oh, what's a mindset block? And that's really just like a limiting belief that you might not even realize that you have um, because it's quite pervasive and ingrained in society. But, you know, it's it could be something like, um, you know, you have to work hard to make money. And this like, you know, when I say work hard, I mean, like, you know, you have to work all the hours and you can't have a family and you can't. Um, you know, you have to work from, you know, like 12 hours a day and be at the desk and it has to feel like hard work, like it can't be enjoyable, otherwise it's not really work. So that's what I mean by, you you know, having that limiting belief about working hard to make money. And when we have that belief, then we just make things so much harder for ourselves because actually you can make money doing doing things that you enjoy. <laughs> Um, also things like scarcity thinking, which is very pervasive in society. And when you've got a business, you kind of need to get out of that scarcity thinking and and think instead of like, oh, how am I going to pay the bills next month? Which is a reality when you're starting out. Um, instead of thinking that way, you kind of got to think like there is more than enough money. And if I take the actions and do the work, then the money will come. And you kind of just have to ask different questions. So like, instead of how am I going to pay the bills? It's like, um, you know, which clients will I reach out to this month in order to secure 
um, paid work ongoing, you know, and just up leveling that thinking. And it's really a daily exercise. Um, and it, it does require doing some research and reading and surrounding yourself as well with other people that have done that before you and walked the path before you and created successful businesses and not necessarily in person. Cause I know you, you may not know anyone who, you know, has created a business. You may not know them in person at least, but just read their books, listen to their podcasts, you know, um, sign up to their newsletters and just immerse yourself in that way of thinking so that you can slowly, but surely change that, you know, that way of thinking as well and get out of that scarcity thinking. Um, you know, things, other, other mindset blocks were overly concerned about what others think of me. I mean, there's always going to be people that don't like you and they're not your people and it's totally cool. Like it's none of, it's, it's not your concern. Um, so it's really about connecting with the people that do want to hear your message and the people that do that you can serve and then speaking to them through all of your content and your copy. Also fear of being seen. That's a big one. Um, you know, fear of getting on video and being judged and that's huge. But ultimately, you know, if you don't, if you're not seen, then it's very difficult to create connections with people. It's very difficult to boost your profile and create a business essentially. Um, and once you kind of have refined your message and you start to really build that confidence uh, in your services and what you do provide, I think that the fear of being seen will start to wane. I mean, it never completely goes away, of course. <laughs> like it's always like another up level that you can do, but it does kind of um, like it, it'll kind of relax to the point where you can just do, you know, you can be seen anyway, regardless of being a bit scared of it. Um, but, and also of course, fear of failure, because, you know, what if it doesn't succeed? But the thing about failure is that honestly, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's just learnings. And the more you can fail, the better, because that means you're trying different things that ultimately you will succeed. So there is, yeah, you can't fail if you just keep going essentially and just keep pivoting um, and just keep tweaking as you go. I think for me, um, in terms of mindset, it's just about being committed to succeeding no matter what, and just continuing to take the steps and work on my mindset and get out there even when I don't feel like, you know, being seen. Um, and even when I'm like, yeah, terrified of putting myself out there, it's like, just take another step, just do one more thing. Um, what else can I do this week? Uh, to put myself out there and just continuing to work on building those skills as well. Uh, another big challenge in my business was finding clients, of course. Um, so it does take time. It really does take time. And I think that people can kind of give themselves an unrealistic expectation that if my business doesn't succeed in 12 months, like, you know, when I say succeed, it's like make six figures or whatever that looks like for you in terms of success. It's like, if it doesn't succeed, then I'll go back to a corporate or whatever it might be. But then if you have that mentality, you kind of almost setting yourself up for failure because you expect to fail. Um, and, you know, it's really about, it's that tenacity in finding clients and continuing to offer value that will actually get you clients. So now um, it's all about client referrals for me. I get a lot of client referrals and I also get women, you know, women that have worked for me now for years um, that are my paying clients and they continue to want to work for me. And then they give me growing, um, glowing testimonials because I provide a, a service that they really 
want and need. And then I really work hard to deliver that service in a way that will really benefit and serve my clients as much as possible. And that's my focus really. And so when you do that, when you provide that level of service, your clients will will shout your name from the rooftops because they feel really, you know, like they've benefited so much from, from your services. And so they'll want to keep working with you. And they'll, and they'll refer others to work with you as well. So that's one of the biggest ways now that I find clients. And then of course, like, you know, the marketing pipeline. So um, my podcast and social media, but I haven't done any paid spend at all. Um, another big way, of course, particularly with consulting and you, and when you're taking your professional services into an online service-based business, um, one of the best ways is to leverage your network, your existing network. Um, and I think you can certainly find your first paying clients from your existing network. And that's actually where you want to try first because any leads like online, for example, will be cold, right? And when I say cold, it's kind of like they they don't know you. So you've got to, you know, they might want to follow you for years before they decide to work with you. The people in your network, however, already know and trust you. And so you've already built that kind of relationship that they would then want your services. But really you just have to know what your service is and then offer it to people. And that's how you can get your first paying clients. Um, so people overcomplicate this and I certainly overcomplicated it. And I worked uh, on, you know, the wrong things to start with because I was procrastinating. I didn't want to actually reach out and offer my services to anyone. So I was like, I'll just work on my website. <laughs> um, I'll just take another online course. Like, you know, I'll listen to another podcast. And it's like, that's all productive stuff, but you've got to do it in tandem with the, build, the business building activities that that are, will actually get you paying clients. Um, another problem I have had um, is actually having too much work at once, which sounds like, you know, it's obviously a nice problem to have, but it is still a problem because it's a fast path to burnout. And also it's hard to deliver everything that your clients have been promised basically that you've promised your clients when you've got way too much on and, you know, things are all up in the air and then you start dropping balls. So this is definitely um, a problem, but the way that you can solve this problem is firstly by yeah rearranging your workload so that everything doesn't land at once and trying not to have that happen, but also by creating boundaries and communicating those to your clients. So for example, you know, saying I only work on this on Monday to Wednesday, or I'm only available Thursdays and Fridays for X, Y, and Z. And then to communicate that so that they know what to expect and that you're not necessarily going to be on email all the time. Um, and also um under promise and over deliver. So if you kind of say, yes, I'll have this to you by next Tuesday, you know, try and get it to them by Monday, but give yourself enough room and space that you can deliver so that your clients are still happy. <laughs> um, and then just try and yeah, get a manageable workload again. But I know sometimes it's not possible. Um, another challenge has been managing time and staying productive. And this is particularly when you work for yourself and particularly when you're starting out and when you're working from home as well. So it's it can be challenging because you can have all this mindset stuff that pops up that kind of gives you self-doubt and then it can take you ages to like write a blog post or, you know, do any, do something for your business that you could really do in an hour if you're, you know, feeling in the right kind of mind frame. Um, 
So that's what I mean by managing time and staying productive because sometimes you can get caught up in your head and then you're like overthinking things. And then instead of like actually just doing it, you're like, oh, you know, what if this and what if that? And then it might take you all day to do something instead of that hour. So um, the ways that you can overcome this and the ways I have been overcoming this, and it and it really is a daily, a daily practice um, and ongoing, but it's to work on the mindset piece, which we've already talked about, but also to get disciplined. Um, and when I say disciplined, I don't mean like be strict with yourself. It's more just like um, create those um, frames, timeframes for yourself and then try and stick to them as much as possible. So things like, you know, creating work hours for yourself so that you know when you're switching off the computer um, and, you know, setting a timer for when you're doing really deep focused work so that you're, you know, you sit there and you're really focused for, you can try the Pomodoro technique, which is 25 minutes, which really has worked for me in the past. So yeah, just kind of get, get disciplined with your time. Um, and that will, that will support you in being able to be your most productive self. Um, and then do your focused work first. So like think you know, the hardest kind of creative tasks, try and do those first rather than getting caught up in email or admin first thing in the morning, because I find that at least for me, my most productive time is in the morning when I sit down to my computer. So if I can get the hardest or like the most focused, deep work that is a priority to me out of the way first, then I feel like I'm free to, you know, spend the rest of the day having meetings or, you know, doing more of those kind of admin tasks. So now I want to talk about strategies that have helped me to maintain an abundance mindset and grow my business. And this honestly is something that I work on constantly, um, but I feel like I have certainly come a long way in the two years that I have been in business. So the first thing is to always have a coach um, or a mentor, if that's something that you can, you know, that you can, you'd prefer to work with. But always having a coach or take a course and investing in myself. So this, this for me has been key to being able to continue to build my business as well as um, really just to have that support in my corner and to help develop my mindset with someone who's done it before. So I always work, I like to work with coaches who've done the thing that I want to do um, and they have succeeded in that. So they might only be like a year further down the path than me or two or three years further down the path. But it's really about working with someone who has walked that path so that you can see it's possible and you can you can feel what that kind of feels like through that person almost. Um, and then surround yourself with those who've walked the path, not necessarily um, just having a coach or a mentor or taking courses, but it's also by immersing yourself in that content. So if you don't necessarily know these people in person, which is quite common, and that was certainly the case for me, I had no, I didn't know any entrepreneurs um, personally, except for you know what I would see in um, in social media and and books and things like that. So really, what I did was just listened to podcasts um, about business and marketing and social media and mindset. And I would read books and I'd take all those lessons and then I'd figure out how to implement them in my own life and my own business. So it's really just like this kind of complete immersion. And then I work on my mindset daily. So I've talked a lot about mindset, but what that looks like is 
I have a journaling ritual every day where I ask myself, you know, a certain number of questions. So I kind of say like, you know, what's my intention for the day and what are my top three goals that I want to achieve for the day? And um, what, you know, what are my top three goals for, for the next three months? Yeah, I really just, it's really just about setting those intentions and getting your thoughts out of your head and onto paper and maybe reframing some of those limiting beliefs. Um, so instead of, you know, that kind of subconscious thought that goes through your mind that is a legacy from past days, which might be, you know, you have to work hard to make money or, you know, you're not going to be able to do this or whatever that negative voice is, but reframing that to, you know, money flows to me effortlessly and, um, you know, it's safe for me to be successful and things like that. So it's really about flipping some of those negative beliefs and just um, reaffirming the, the more positive belief that you want to be true. Another strategy that's helped me maintain an abundance mindset and to grow my business is really to build my relationships um, and continue to reach out because business is a numbers game. So it's about getting in front of uh, more people to secure more clients. It's that simple. And if you're providing value and building relationships and getting in front of more people, then you will inevitably grow your business. So that's really the equation that will support you in in growing your business. So there you have it. That's uh, how, that's a bit about my career pivot story and how I have built uh, a successful coaching and consulting business. And of course, I'm two years in um, at least full-time in my business, having built it on the side for seven years. Uh, but you know, there's so much more to go and I feel like I'm really only at the start of my journey, but it is such an exciting, it's such an exciting challenge for me. And it's really like, you know, business is amazing because every single day you're just basically growing exponentially. Um, whereas like I found for myself sometimes when, you know, I was in my career, it was like, it felt like the same thing. I'm like kind of going around in circles for years, like almost like, okay, we're doing that again. Um, You know, it was kind of a bit more Groundhog Day-ish, whereas now I'm kind of like, you know, there's so many potential things that I can do and there's so many things that I can create and there's so many more people that I can serve and there's so many things to learn and there's just so many possibilities. Um, And I think that if you can solve that equation of getting that consistent income, um, then you can really build on that and start to work on the projects that you really, truly want to work on. Like, you know, this podcast, once you've got that base income covered, uh, then you can really grow on that and you can start to build out your service offering and your product offering into whatever it it looks most fun to you. Um, So I support my clients firstly by working with them one-on-one in my four-month career pivot coaching series. And this is to really find clarity on where you want to go next and then to start to bring that vision to life. So if you're if you're in a career and you're like, oh, I just have no idea what I want to do, but I know that this isn't quite right for me and I want to try something different, but you know, it can seem like an overwhelming task to do that. That's where I support people in getting clarity on really where they want to go and then de- developing really the confidence to be able to Um, take that path and to, you know, provide accountability and support for them to be able to really bring that vision to life. And then my online consulting kickstart, which is my signature six-week course, I support women uh, to 
take their professional services and launch online coaching or consulting business businesses or combined, so coaching and consulting businesses. Um, and so in that, uh, we work on, you know, very specific templates that you can, um, like, I don't believe in any, any kind of cookie cutter approach, but I think that you can, there are some frameworks that you can then um, implement and tweak into your own service offering in a way that feels and looks really good to you and that serves your, your ideal clients. So that's what we do in online consulting kickstart. And it's an incredible community of supportive women. Um, and we meet weekly together and um, yeah, it's just, it's an amazing community. Um, and I'll soon, I will actually, I'm running that at the moment, but I will actually be launching that again um, in June, I believe. So um, stay tuned for some more detail on that. And then I'm also going to be launching the online consulting mastermind for this group of women who want to continue working with me. So that'll only be available for people that are going through online consulting kickstart. So there'll be more to come about uh, OCK coming up. But if you do want to explore working with me one-on-one, I'm taking on a couple of clients at the moment. Um, I've got very few spaces open, but I do have a couple of openings. So if you do want to pursue that um, and find out, have a chat to find out if we're ideal to work together, then just visit becksands.com and you can book in a free 20-minute discovery call there right into the calendar and we can connect for a chat. Thanks so much for listening. And if you loved this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review. You'll find a link to this episode and all of the show notes at becksands.com forward slash podcast. While you're there, make sure you sign up for my free weekly email newsletter where I share loads of practical advice for making your career pivot. Remember, you deserve to do work in the world that you love. Until next time, have an awesome day. Oh, 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 oh,